This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. Good afternoon, everyone. That was We Are Never Getting Back Together by Taylor Swift. And welcome to another week of Drive. You are here with Martina Contreras on Phoenix Radio till 5pm. It is currently partly cloudy and 26 degrees in Springfield, Brisbane and Ipswich. And there seems to be some moderate congestion in Springfield. We have a very exciting show coming up. We're going to cross live to Shannon chatting to a USQ student, discuss all things health and fitness, chat to Alicia Sherry about her music career, get opinions from the Springfield public about what they would do, what they would implement if they were Prime Minister. And we have a special guest coming in the show, so don't go anywhere. Before chatting about this, we've got something quite interesting for all you listening today. In breaking news this afternoon, it has officially been announced that Toomble Shopping Centre will never reopen due to severe flood damage. Owner Mervic has spent the past few weeks mulling over the future of the 54-year-old shopping centre, but today has confirmed that the repair bill is unfortunately just too high. For Toomble's retailers like Tina Warland and Anita Homewares, it's from Anita Homewares, it means that it is the end of an era. And Tina is on the line with us today. Hello, Tina, and welcome to Phoenix Radio. Hi, Martina. Nice to be with you today. Thank you for joining us. So how was it dealing with the uncertainty of the fate of the shopping centre? Um, I have to say that was actually quite devastating and sad and um, I, I, I feel like um, I had to shift that energy and that's when I sort of focused on um, moving forward and what I was going to do next. But it, it was very de- devastating. It was a grief. It was a loss. Um, and, yeah, with all the emotions that go through that. Yeah, especially. And how did you feel about... Um, opening your own pop-up since Toomble closed down. I mean, you've got Antica Homewares, which must be such a big part um, of your career, of your lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, how, how does that feel? Do you think you might continue and open a pop-up post uh, this unfortunate news? Yeah, well, actually, um, without uh, common knowledge, I actually released today on my socials and, and communicated to my customers that we are opening a pop-up at um, Market Central Lutwich in about two weeks' time. Um, so that kind of got overshadowed by the fact that Toomble released the news. Um, and as I said, I just needed to... I, I'd spend a lot of time in that, you know, that space of grieving, sadness, anger and all of that and what was I going to do? And I actually just felt I had to actively shift it because I couldn't cope with it anymore. So... I went, okay, my chapter's not finished. What will I do? And I found a space um, at Market Central in um, Lutwich. And um, I just felt like, yep, this, this, can, this could be my next chapter. So it's Antica 5.0. So I've had five different pivots um, wow. in the five to six years I've been in this business. So, yeah. Wow, that is so interesting. And, I mean, what kind of shop did you run while you were at Toomble? Um, So pretty much the same thing I'll be doing at Lutwich. Um, So fashion, accessories, homeware, shoes, basically anything fabulous. 
Um, and and it, it, I feel it had become a little bit destinational and people knew they could come there and find something um, beautiful um, to either gift or for themselves. So I'm going to create that same same um, energy uh, at Lutwich. So I just, yeah, I'm really looking forward to reconnecting with my customers and, and giving them that those options again. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I guess you would have had such a close relationship with your customers while at Turnbull. Do you think that you'll yeah. still have that sense of community and those customers back again when you're in Lotwich? Um, absolutely. It's a small centre, but it has three um, supermarkets. All the Coles, Woolies and Aldi are here. It's got a beautiful cafe um, court where people... We, we do see them actually milling and catching up with one another. So I feel like there is a space where they can recreate that same community. And it's small. Um, I've seen a lot of my customers here already. Lovely. Just, you know, floating, floating around and doing their groceries and, um, and stuff. So, yeah, and, and they've, I've, I've been very well supported on social media. So I, oh, I'm hoping they'll come back. I think they'll come back. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they will. And, um, you know, has Homeways always been a passion of yours? Um, well, I think we all love beautiful things. So it just sort of went from, it started as Homewares and then um, that's where the name Antica Home, then it sort of progressed into, you know, fashion and accessories and everything that was kind of, I just, uh, you know, it just evolved. Um, so now it's Antica style, um, but basically home life and style, anything that's um, beautiful, I'm happy to put it in my shop. Oh, that's lovely. Well, thank you so much, Tina, for discussing that with us today. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's quite intriguing yeah. about this landmark of a shopping centre closing down due to so much flood disaster. Mm -hmm. I mean, it mm -hmm. unfortunately has happened a few too many times, but I mean, never fear. I guess all our listeners and your customer base will follow you to your next store, which is very exciting. So, yeah, thank you for thank you. chatting about that. And is there any way we can follow you? Um, yes, so my social handles are on Antica uh, Homes on both um, Instagram and Facebook. Um, Lovely. And, yes, there'll, there'll be updates as to when we open on that. But thank you for having me on and telling my story. I mean, it has been a really difficult time for all the retailers. Um, yes, yes. And the blow of not opening, like a lot of people have really been in limbo just waiting to hear when it would reopen. So this for them is really going to um, rehash all those feelings again. Yeah. So, yeah, we really need to support our um, the, all those people who, who won't have the, the future um, at Turnbull. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Tina. Uh, next thank up, you. we have a song called Someone to You by Banners. Uh, don't go anywhere. Uh, you're listening to Phoenix Radio live from Springfield. It is currently 4.32 and that was Someone to You by Banners. You're listening to Drive on Phoenix Radio with Martina Contreras. Uh, we're going to cross live to Shannon, who is at the University of Southern Queensland, chatting to Brendan Kale about all things journalism. Thanks, Martina. 
This is Shannon and I'm outside the University of Southern Queensland's Springfield campus at A Block with fellow student Brendan Cahill. The sun is shining, the grass is lovely and green from all this previous rain. The trees are nice and still, casting some lovely shade. There's not an umbrella in sight. It's currently 4.24 and people are just exiting the nearby library at USQ to go drive home. Brendan, with me now, is doing a Bachelor of Journalism. Thank you t for um, joining us on the show, Brendan. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. And, and yeah, it's good to see, you know, finally a bit of calmness around here, you know, from all the rain recently. Absolutely. Now, without further ado, what got you interested in journalism? Well, I actually started a couple of years ago studying engineering um, and found out that I can't counter you know, past the amount of fingers I have. So I got into journalism because, you know, I, I really liked while I was studying engineering, you know, following all, you know, the updates around um, certain things online, um, you know, and just reading articles and, and stuff. And I thought this is something that I want to get into long term. And I was especially interested in sport and sport writing. Um, and it, it was something that I did in my spare time, writing online and blogs and stuff. And I thought, you know, I might want to make this into a profession. So I jumped into journalism at USQ. It sounds like you've got such a passion for it. Would you say you're a people person? I love being a people person. There's nothing more that I love doing. And especially it helps a part of this degree, you know, going out to live events, you know, particularly the sport events and speaking to people who are um, like in the scene and getting their view um, from a person who maybe is from the outside and doesn't, um, is, isn't as in touch with, you know, the people that are in that community to be able to express what the people inside um, the system are saying and give it to a wider audience. That's what I love most about journalism and, stuff, and that sort of, that side of it. That's your favourite aspect? 100%, yeah. How far into the degree are you? So I'm, I've am i sort of been divvying my time up between um, work because I work full-time alongside this. So at the moment, I'm studying part-time, um, but I'm about halfway through or just a little way over halfway through. You're so close to finishing, and I think that's amazing that you can work like full-time along with studying. That's a lot of hard work, but I'm sure it'll pay off. Yeah, and it, it does get a bit hard from time to time, obviously, you know, having to balance study life, work life, and I also um, do, uh, you know, some hobbies outside of um, work, and, uh, work and uni as well. Um, so juggling all that can be a bit troublesome at times, but we pull through in the end. What is your favourite thing about uni life when you can fit it in? Well, I actually am really interested in the radio side of it as well. So I spend a lot of time um, at B Block at Springfield, despite the fact that I'm a Toowoomba-based Toowoomba um, student. I you know, make the hour and a half trek out here every Friday and uh, the occasional Wednesday to um, produce and present my own radio show. Um, and that is one of my favourite things about student life, particularly at USQ. When I was at another university, they didn't have some of the facilities that we have here at Springfield, like a radio station. And to be able to jump into something um, and talk with all the uh, lecturers and um, educators around here and have them point you in the right direction, um, to have something uh, just on hand um, at you know an arm's reach like that, I think is really good, um, especially about this university. Absolutely. We've got some facilities that can provide such amazing experience if you're willing to put the effort in. Um, what would you like to do when you graduate? Well, like I said, I really want to get into sport journalism, so I'm working on the moment um, at you know trying to um, sneak my way into various sporting events and sort of hopefully promote the name a little bit. Um, but the end goal is to really... Um, be on the ground, you know, at, at the cricket, at the footy, at the basketball, you know, to have my voice heard um, with the arena sounds in the background. I really want to be um, a presence at a live event and I want that to be 
you know, what I wake up and go to every day um, when I, you know, graduate from here and that's my job. That's an amazing future. I can't wait to see it. Thank you so much, Brendan, for being on Drive. That's all right. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Back to you, Matina. Thank you, Shannon. For anyone who is interested in studying a Bachelor of Journalism, head over to the USQ website where you can find further information. Coming up on the show, we asked the Springfield public, what would you implement if you were Prime Minister? That is coming up next. But before that, we have Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. Great to hear a classic banger. Enjoy and we'll be back soon. Welcome back. That was I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys and it is currently 26 degrees here in Springfield. You're listening to Drive with Martina Contreras. With the elections coming up on Saturday, policies and parties have been floating on my mind. This is my first election I will be voting in and I've discovered many parties that I didn't even know existed like the the Cannabis Party, Animal Justice, um, United Australia Party, like all these things I didn't even know about because all we really hear about is Labor and Liberal. But, I mean, with the world changing rapidly every day, the people of Springfield were asked, what would you implement if you were Prime Minister? So let's hear what they have got to say. If, if you were Prime Minister, what would be the very first thing that you'd implement in your first term? Well, honestly, I think what might be more handy is just more honesty with the public. None of this, like... Uh, jumping over questions, just being honest, honestly. Change the COVID uh, rules around the COVID and don't make it mandatory anywhere, even in the health sector. Probably better, like, um, like better health care and all that. Like, I, I really, I don't know 100%. Um, I would probably be listening to the public, listening to the people, what they want. Um, and trying to adhere to that as best as possible. If you were Prime Minister, what would be the very first thing you'd introduce in your first term of office? High-tech car. Like a Tesla, but like levelled up, like more. Um, I'd probably uh, lower the funding for the military drastically. Yeah, that'd be my first thing I'd do. Okay. I'm not really into politics, so I don't know what, what they even do to be perfectly honest with you. What would you like to see happen in this country? More funding for creative arts. I have no idea. <laughs> oh. Would you like more funding in any particular area? Education, definitely. Like primary school education funding. I think housing. Like, well, this is a, this is a good question. I think making housing more affordable for everyone, I think that's important. But um, the extent to how I would implement that, I don't know, but that's, that, those are my thought processes. Yeah. Well, that's a good thought, and <laughs> thank you for your time. Um, oh, that's, actually, that's a really good question. Um, maybe, like, I think... I would introduce, oh my goodness, this is, um, those that, like, they can't really, like, especially, like, um, those students, I think I would give more funding to, like, people who 
aren't supported by the government with like when it comes to like uni with like Centrelink and stuff because like there's some students that like Centrelink isn't allowed to help them because of like their parents in financial you know their parents make a lot of money but other people they get the opportunity to have like um university help from Centrelink but not everyone has that you know so I think I would like as a prime minister I would make that acceptable like I'll make that like for everyone to be able to get help for uni, you know. That was really interesting to hear that so many people uh, have COVID rules, healthcare, housing, creative arts, education, sort of topics on their mind. And I know personally me, I would absolutely love to see funding in creative arts and funding in housing as well. Um, I think young people definitely need all the support they can get. Uh, and it was quite interesting to hear what the people of Springfield thought. So um, that was quite good. Um, what do you guys think? Head over to our socials and follow Phoenix Radio Live on Instagram and Facebook. Um, comment what you guys think. I- I'm really curious to see what all generations think. And, um, you know, me as a young person, I definitely think that housing and education is something that's quite important for my future. And... Yeah, I'd love to see what what the people out there are thinking. So give that a follow and comment on our socials. Coming up on the show, I will be chatting to a special guest about all things health and fitness. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to Phoenix Radio on The Drive Show with Martina Contreras and it is currently 4.36. Welcome back. You're listening to Martina Contreras on The Drive Show. Um, So does anyone else feel like there is just not enough hours in the day for exercise, personal well-being, planning three meals a day? Like, I know I feel like that. And managing work and uni and having time to look after my health and well-being can be so hard. But never fear, we have Chloe Campbell, who is a qualified sports and nutritionist and online fitness coach, who is joining me to discuss everything mind, body and confidence. Thank you, Chloe, for joining me. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. So, why are you so passionate about health? Oh gosh, well, I've always been one of those dirt girls, you know. Ever since I was little, I've always been, you know, outside and all always active. Um, but since coming into the industry, especially as a coach, just seeing that correlation between, you know, people getting more active and getting happier, it's, it's something that's really amazing to see. And it's it's not even that physical transformation. It's not, you know, that number on the scale, but it's just that mental transformation, you know. Happy people just seem to hold themselves better and different, which, you know, I think is really, really special. Absolutely. And, I mean, what is your workout and diet routine? Oh, it's a bit chaotic. Um, so, <laughs> at the moment, I'm training for a powerlifting competition, so I'm oh. a little bit out from that. Um, and then post that, I go on to a bodybuilding competition. So... My workouts are quite structured. I have three leg days, two upper body days. And just like any good program, it's not universal. It's very proctored to my own specific needs. Um, and as you said, in regards to my diet and my kind of nutrition routine, I follow what's called if it fits your macros. So within that, it essentially means I can eat whatever I want within my calories and my macronutrients for the day. And it's amazing because it gives me so much flexibility and I don't have to miss out on those things you know, because I'm quote-unquote dieting and that kind of stuff. 
I love that. I love that. And I think not many people out there would know that, I mean, you know, you can also have your cheat days. And, you know, if you keep within your calories or your calorie deficit, you can have that cheeky, you know, little slice of cake that might be worth 100 or 200 calories, which is really interesting that you shared that actually. No, for sure. I think a lot of people think that, you know, they're on a diet, so they have to eat, you know, salads and and all the, you know, the not fun stuff. But dieting can be so much fun and you can have those there's things that you want like for example myself I eat chocolate every single day without fail and you know, I love I think, that uh, yeah wow that is so good so what are some mental health tips that you can share with young people oh that's a really really good question I think mental health itself is just so so important you know I think especially in an industry such as the fitness industry you got to realize that people are going to judge you regardless of what you do so something that I tend to tell not only myself but also my clients is that people are going to judge you regardless of what you're doing. So why wouldn't you want to be judged doing something that you're in love with rather than doing something that you're pretending to love? And I think that once you've kind of realized your calling and what kind of makes you happy, you're genuinely going to be so much happier. And, you know, something that I preach, I could not tell you who quoted this, but I don't take criticism from people that I would not take advice from. And I think that's a really, really beautiful quote. Wow, that is such a great quote. That's probably one of the best quotes I've ever heard. Like, It's amazing, hey? It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, so I guess people that are struggling to make time for their well-being and, and their health, what advice can you give them? Uh, for sure. So I think well-being is, you know, it's quite mis... I think people, you know, don't really understand. I think they think that well-being is a number on a scale or, you know, fitting within those calories for the day. But it's so much more than that. It's, you know, it's your self-care. It's your mental health. It's little things like ordering the coffee, you know, when you feel like having a coffee. Um, And I think these little things are really, really overlooked. But if I was to set some advice for someone who is working towards improving their well-being, I would honestly say to set some realistic goals. For example, like if you're setting goals that are prompted towards someone else, you're simply not going to achieve them. And that is not through lack of skill or lack of ability. You know, it's simply that you're working towards someone else's dream. So finding something that works for you. You know, success for some people is waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning and running, you know, 10 kilometres. But for some people, that's just not realistic. And it doesn't mean that you can't succeed because you can't do that. It's all about working within you, your life and your schedule. So if you're super busy in the morning, wake up 15 minutes earlier and do some meditating, do some journaling or you know, get your steps in where you can park at the back of the car park when you're doing your grocery shopping, just little stuff like that just makes a huge difference within your timing and planning and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Chloe, that is the best advice. And I'm sure people out there would love to follow you and hear more. Uh, Where can we follow you? Thank you so much. Uh, So you can find my Instagram, which is trinity.pt. You can also find my TikTok, which is the exact same username, trinity.pt. Um, As you mentioned, I also am an online coach and sports nutritionist. So anyone looking for that kind of realm of things is able to find all of my coaching information on my Instagram page. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Chloe, for joining us today. I know that I'll be using some of these tips for sure. Uh, Don't go anywhere because after the break, we have a special guest coming uh, in to chat about microaggressions in the LGBTQA plus community. You're listening to Phoenix Radio and this is Send It by Hooligan Hefts. That was Send It by Hooligan Hefts and you are here with Martina Contreras live from Springfield here on Phoenix Radio for The Drive Show. It is currently 26 degrees.
hate crime, problematic microaggression, all terms that a lot of LGBTQA plus community uh, experience and are sadly too familiar with. Um, we have the amazing Ryan Holt here today to speak about these terms and the struggles that these people face and give us a bit of education on these terms. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, hi, yeah. <laughs> so how would you define mi- microaggression? Um, I don't know, like a, like a hate crime, but it's like one that can go subtly under the radar. So like a joke, but it's like not a joke. Um, purposely getting like, I don't know, getting someone's pronouns wrong. Um, stuff like that, just the small things that are, like go under the radar as a joke now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And these microaggressions that you've defined, they're pretty common in your life. Yeah, I probably like, like um, my friends and I like making a joke of it now. So it's probably like minimum eight times a day I get like a microaggression. But right, yeah. Right. So what are your pronouns? They them. Right, right. Mm. Interesting. Okay, that's really good to know. So. Do you think that the general non-LGBTQA plus community are sort of improving on these terms? No. No. <laughs> no. That's fair enough. That's no. fair enough. Yeah, if you, if you want to just, like, absorb yourself into the community and actually listen to, I guess, queer people. No, but, like, yeah. honestly, sometimes it can be so hard. Like, you can just, like, naturally forget or, like, you know. I mean, it's as, not you hard learn if you're respecting you someone. Well. Yeah. yeah. No, that's so true. I guess you learn as you go, though, because I guess some people might, you know, not know until like you meet the person and they might mention you know and stuff like that but I can 100% agree with you like I know that I would love to improve on my Mm. knowledge and I would love to be like more part of learning about all of this so um so you go by they them how would you say it affects you if it's like misdefined um like it's just like someone getting your name wrong or if someone walked up to you on a day you really feel pretty and then they start telling you you look like a man or stuff like that right Um, so when you are trans whatever uh your brain's actually shaped differently which means your brain works differently and i am in the middle of a female and male brain so if someone like randomly comes up to me and it's just like oh she her like i've had that all my life and i get pushed that a lot and because of the norms pushed by society obviously cishet people don't understand that it's harmful but it's like it it is harmful it's like someone disrespecting you on purpose right right that's really interesting like i honestly haven't really spoken to anyone about like pronouns and about the Mm. importance of it so it's Mm. really good to get more of an understanding i like if your friends make these mistakes does it bother you so much or you know do you kind of acknowledge like oh maybe i didn't know but like just remember for next time kind of thing or i forgot or i will always remember that uh mm. like i remember every single time someone misgenders me or purposely says like my old name or stuff like that or yeah it, it's you it's kind of un- you have to forgive because otherwise you look spiteful yeah but i won't forgive like i will remember that it hurts your trans friends if you get it wrong Right. Because right. you can tell when someone remembers a pronoun just to say it instead of actually seeing you the way you are. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When did you start going by they, them? Uh, it's been like a year or so. Right. So yeah. it's sort of recent, but um, not not overly like just trying to, I guess, are there some friends and family that don't know that you go by they, them? No, everyone knows. Oh, even my great. employer. <laughs> wow. Everyone's fine with it. It's even tattooed on me, so it's kind of <laughs> hard to not see that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> my god well it's so good that 
you're so open because I know some people really, you know, can struggle to come out or talk about their pronouns and things or it's a bit of a process for them to find themselves. It's but... also a safety issue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that some people are too scared to come out that they might be persecuted or looked at differently? Uh, uh, from experience, yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, you know, people... You know, sometimes it's really difficult to correct people when they do make those mistakes. I know sometimes I can just by, like, not even thinking. And I actually don't have a whole lot of people that go by they, them. Mm. But um, it is quite interesting. Like, you know, how can we educate ourselves on the on these issues? Uh, absorb yourself in queer media. Like, have queer friends, listen to your queer friends. Even yeah. TikToks educate you. <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Ryan, for enlightening me about all of these matters i know i will try and be better myself and i'm sure everyone there is in the same boat and you know it's really good to listen to the people around you and if you feel like you need counseling uh we've got rainbow counseling and q life that are available to help and if you're really struggling please don't hesitate to call lifeline on 13 11 14. next up we've got alicia sheree who's about to chat all things music so don't go anywhere you're here with Martina Contreras on Phoenix Radio it is currently 26 degrees and this is my Sharona welcome back to the drive show you're tuned into Phoenix Radio here with Martina uh, unfortunately we are almost at the end of our show but never fear we've got some talent that you won't want to miss for this afternoon today we've got a second year music student joining us today Funnily enough, she too is a USQ student. She'll be speaking with us about the upcoming performance of next Friday's special feature theme. So, Alicia, how are you going? Are you there with us? Yeah, hi, Martina. Great to talk to you today. Awesome. Great to talk to you too. So, tell me about um, this rehearsal process for the show you've got coming up. Yeah, certainly. So... We've been rehearsing over the course of this semester for a cabaret, um, as you said, next Friday, May the 27th. And um, we've uh, devised, like, as a group ourselves, a theme for the cabaret, come up with the material um, by brainstorming along that theme and choosing songs that would complement each other but, of course, give a wide variety eclectically throughout um, the music genre so that we all have a bit of a variety during the show. Uh, it's been a, a great experience working on a cabaret in the university setting because it gets us to and explore different styles of music than we normally would. How yeah, lovely. And how many weeks in the making has this production been going for? Uh, so this has been for this semester. So we're on uh, week 10 of the semester, but of course there's been some weeks in the mid-semester break where we've all been working hard at home, so those adding on as well. Um, so it's, yeah, all together, it's, it's been about that 11 week turnaround period from wow. conception through to rehearsal and due to the performance. That is crazy, crazy busy. Uh, so tell me about the show. What is the theme of this show? So the theme of the show, we decided to center around time. Uh, we're looking at different aspects of time in that it can be you know, seasonal, the journey that you're in at the moment, this time of your life, through to how time affects the relationships in our lives, from romances through to um, companionship and friendship and community that we make and build, right through to time is of an essence for us as a society, as a culture, as a world. So wow. it's been a really, uh, really expansive theme to explore. Oh, my God. And... 
I'm definitely interested in seeing this. How, how can we all see it? When is it? Where is it? How long is it? Um, is there certain weekends that and different sessions that we can attend to? Yeah, so we've just got one performance. So it's at the BMAC Theatre, which is at 102 Main Street, Kangaroo Point. It's just underneath the Story Bridge. Uh, oh, it's on wow. Friday, the 27th of May at 7pm. Student tickets are only $17 and um, adult tickets at the door are $15. Lovely, and I'm sure we'll put that information up on our social so everyone can uh, find that information and attend. Thank you very much for chatting to us about all things uh, USQ music-related and your amazing performance coming up. I'm sure everyone will be thrilled to see it. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Martina. Thank you. I love that we can promote this sort of talent on this show. It is so exciting, and I'm so excited. I'm sure we're going to hear more amazing talent and stories coming up on next week's drive show from 4 till 5, still here on Phoenix Radio. So tune in next Wednesday. Uh, it's been a great show. Thank you so much for having me. I have had the blast, best blast of an hour with everyone. Uh, it is currently 5.02 and 26 degrees here in Springfield. Tune in to next Wednesday's drive show, 4 to 5, for more talent, more amazing guests. You are here with Martina Contreras and see you next week. Have a great weekend and a great week. Phoenix Radio. Phoenix Radio. Estás escuchando la radio de Phoenix. Phoenix Radio. You're listening to Phoenix Radio.